Welcome to the 13th episode of the No Bullshit Health and Fitness Podcast with Coach Lacey. It's been a while here and I had somebody bring up a question that I thought would make a really great podcast, which was basically if jumping on the trampoline for 10 to 15 minutes every once in a while with the kiddos was considered as a form of exercise or like a workout specifically was the question that was asked. And this got me to thinking that in my opinion, there actually is essentials that make a workout legitimate and effective. There is a difference between what we call non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is NEAT, and then EAT, exercise activity thermogenesis. And the two are a little bit separate. Uh, And so it's important to understand that workouts Workout routines are defined as planned physical activity um, that involves repetitive movements, it challenges your body, and it contributes to really improving, not only improving, but maintaining a certain level of physical fitness. And so there's absolutely some key qualities um, and activity that qualifies as being an actual workout. So I'm not necessarily saying, you know, When you do get on the trampoline, of course, you're jumping around, you're having fun, there's exertion of calories that are happening, but when we're really talking about an actual workout as defined, as planned, as repetitive, as challenges, um, and then of course, certain things have to exist for it to really be effective. And so I have seven things that in my opinion, as a professional in my field, doing this for six years and creating some really great exercise programs, including my Lift 365 program um, for women uh, is there's certain things that qualify as a good, well-rounded workout regimen, workout routine. And the first one is in order for it to be considered that uh, we're looking at intention. So there has to be a level of intention. So workout is performed with a purpose, right? We have a purpose of enhancing physical fitness, whether that be strength training, um, to build lean mass and have all the benefits of strength training, cardiovascular exercise, flexibility training. I would even go out on women say mobility training, or really in general, a combination of all of those things together um, with the intention of basically working towards improving your overall level of fitness. So there does have to be some intention. And if you think about, you know, cutting wood once a month or once a week or jumping on your trampoline twice a week with your kid, there's, there's no real intention. You're not necessarily applying enough of all of these things that I'm going to talk about to really be considered a consistent workout regimen. Yes, you're burning calories, yes, but it would be, it's gonna fall more under the leisure aspect of what we would consider non-exercise activity. Now, that doesn't mean that you couldn't get on a trampoline and create a very consistent time duration and structured plan on the trampoline, but when we're talking about what the question was asked, it wouldn't necessarily be considered an actual workout. So the second thing, so the first is intention. The second thing would be physical exertion. So clearly there has to be a level of exertion. So it evolves on a certain level and pushing your body beyond like the usual level of activity. So the whole purpose is to be walking in right with that intention and then having a very specific level of activity that's happening, one that elevates the heart rate within certain ranges, increases breathing rate, stimulates your muscles, you know, that burn, that effectiveness that you're getting. So there's a level of effort that you're walking into that should be very, very, very sufficient um, and challenging, and it should stimulate adaptations. And 
later down here, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about progressive overload. And in order to apply that, when we get to that part, you have to have this stimulus that creates adaptation in order for you to to continue to progress. So unless something's happening consistently and progressively, which we'll get to that one on number six, it's not really structured or causing that exertion that's needed to see those physical results that you want. And when we're talking about this, of course you can, if you're just working out for fun, you're really not trying to meet any physical goals, lean muscle, you know, burn fat, all of that stuff. And you're just doing it for fun and for health and all of that. Um, you, uh, some of this may not apply to you, but a lot of people that listen to me, women that listen to me, they're looking at lean muscle. They're trying to burn that mom pooch, um, lose fat and build the body of their dreams. And these are things that just have to be in place. So three structure and planning. So a workout follows and should follow a routine or plan. This is where a lot of women are going into this different workouts every week kind of thing. There's never any stimulus applied to apply that adaptation and then progression. Um, So there should be a structured routine and or planned. Um, It involves like just specific sequences, right? So specific exercises, specific sets and reps um, and targets, muscle groups um, and different fitnesses, fitness components that we have. Um, of course this could look a little bit different for each person and what their goals are. So an all a well-designed workout plan includes like a warm up, your main workout, and then a cool down period, um, and things along those lines. So there's absolutely a structure and planning. It's not like, Oh, I'm just going out and jumping on the trampoline twice a week with my kids for 10 to 15 minutes, or I chop wood once a week. There's actually a structure and a plan where you're consistently showing up. And that kind of brings us into the next one. So not only are you seeing those sets and reps, um, and things along those lines, specific workouts, warm ups, and cool downs, but there's also number four, which is time and duration. So a workout, um, should have a defined time frame um, where you're engaging in that very intentional exertion and planned activity. And the duration, of course, is going to depend upon the person. Anybody that listens to me knows that my Lift 365 is built for busy moms. So basically, um, they're short, effective workouts. They're built to be short and effective and never longer than 30 minutes. And then you have other people that can have longer times and shorter times. But there does have to be a level of time and duration, especially as you start to apply progression, because that can... Um, change things up a little bit. So of course it looks a little bit different for everybody and their fitness level and their personal goals, but you should have a time and duration. So workouts can range from, you know, they can be 15 minutes if they're very structured, but really looking at about 30 minutes, um, 45 minutes to an hour, sometimes longer, again, depending upon the person, what they're doing. If you're talking about a competitor that's stepping on stage, they may have a lifting such session that lasts an hour to an hour and a half. And then an extensive cardio session after, as opposed to people who I train, we're looking at lifestyle, flexibility, busy mom with kids, sports, jobs, all of that stuff. They're looking for shorter, effective workouts that are going to work for them that they can stay consistent with. So Time duration, structured planning, exertion, and that intention may look different for each person. Um, Number five, we're looking at intensity. So there should be intensity and a level of intensity in the activity that challenges your body. Again, talk about raising that heart rate. Um, And again, intensity is going to depend upon your fitness level. It can be measured by factors like resistance level um, that you're using with weights, uh, speed if you're like running, or a level of effort you're giving and performing during an exercise. So for instance, my weight training one-on-one clients or even in Lift365, the women follow RPE, rate of perceived exertion, and they have 
have specific levels that tell them where they should be the majority of the time um, so that there is a specific level of intensity when you're showing up. You're showing up focused, you're showing up intense, and you're showing up with intention of doing exactly what it is that you're supposed to do when you get there for a very specific purpose. Number six is my favorite and the golden golden key here of actual what a workout consists of and how it changes your body and that's consistency and progression so uh, you have to have repetition regularity and consistency are absolutely extremely vital for a workout team uh workout routine to be effective so this is what i was kind of talking about earlier where you know if you're just doing this for fun because you enjoy it and you're not really seeking you know a specific physique you can, you can change your workouts every week, but when we're talking about consistency, so consistency engaging in workouts um, on a regular schedule, this helps you find that per- progression and maintain the fitness level. And then additionally to that, it incorporates the concept of progressive overload. So by gradually increasing the intensity, the duration, whether that's tempo, the weight, there's a lot of ways to apply progression um, and difficulty of your workouts. You have to actually apply consistency enough to find that adaptation and apply that progression. And if you're switching up your workouts every week, you're jumping all around, you're never going to allow the body, the body to find that adaptation. It's like doing a bicep curl. So say you're doing a bicep curl, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every single week for the next eight weeks, you're going to that muscle is going to get stronger and you're going to be able to up weight. You're going to be able to apply tempo because it's going to adapt and it's going to progress. But if you're working it out on Tuesday one week and then you wait four weeks, that muscle never is getting enough stimulus and never enough intention in that workout to do what it's supposed to do to actually make physical change, power changes, strength changes, and all of those types of things. So consistency and progression in a program is key. This is where I see so many women who are spinning their wheels picking off, you know, uh, influencers, you know, workout on Tuesday and the next week, the next Tuesday is different that we actually need consistency. Muscle confusion is not a thing. It's one of the biggest myths in the fitness industry. You actually need repetition and consistency within a regimen to get the results that you're really seeking. Um, recently, um, I seen a post like, what's the best workout to meet your body goals? And it was like, whichever one you like. And that's just not true. If you want to have lean muscle on your body, but you hate lifting and you only like to run, you physically are not going to build the muscle that is going to be required for the physique you're looking for by running all the time. So you can enjoy your activity and you absolutely want to work parts of exercise that you enjoy into your workouts if you're looking for overall health. But if you're chasing a specific fitness goal, that would be like saying, okay, my goal is running a marathon, but you're never out running. You're just in the gym room. So there is a level of structure that you do need if you're looking to build a specific body and things along those lines. And then the last kind of essential component here that I think makes a legitimate and effective workout is just focusing on the fitness component. So um, just targeting specific fitness, fitness areas and really having all of them. So strength, cardiovascular, flexibility, mobility, balance, and agility um, really create that well-rounded workout routine that you're looking for with multiple components um, inside of it. So those are kind of the seven things that really narrows it down. So if, if you're doing something and you're out like jumping on the trampoline, you're like, this is not structured or planned. Like I'm not doing this for, you know, three days a week for exactly 20 minutes. And I'm doing a very specific type of jumping to like 
work towards agility. You're just kind of bouncing around with the kids. That, that wouldn't necessarily be considered a workout. Yes, you're burning calories. Yes, you're exerting energy. And honestly, that type of activity actually burns more of your overall calories in a day than your exercise activity. And we're going to get into that. So I'm just basically remembering here that what qualifies as an actual workout can vary just depending on individual preferences, of course, goals, fitness levels. Um, but it's essential to choose activities that you enjoy and also ones that align with your specific objectives for those seven reasons for it to actually be considered a effective and legitimate workout routine that's going to yield results for you. So, now that we kind of know what that looks like, I think that we kind of turn our focus on, okay, Lacey, well then what does all of this other stuff that we do, how does that work into our activity? What is that? And we call that non-exercise activity thermogenesis for the sake of not having to say that 50 times. We call it NEAT. So basically NEAT refers to just the energy that the body expends during non-exercise activities. So such as fidgeting, walking, standing, everyday movements. Um, NEAT like encompasses the energy burned through activities other than deliberate exercise or physical activity. So it's not deliberate. It's just things that we have to do. So I made a list of what that may look like. So here's, here's some examples of what kind of captures non-exercise activity. So first would be household chores. Like sometimes I'll have clients where they're like, well, I skipped my workout on Tuesday, but I did household chores. So it's like basically the same thing. And if you're a mom, you definitely know, you know, the household chores can, can, can get you worked up. You know, you got your steps are going crazy and all that stuff, but it's not structured. It's not something that you're doing daily for a certain duration of times it would absolutely be considered non-exercise activity. It's not a structured workout. It's not doing really anything specific other than getting the activity up. Um, so household chores, vacuuming, mopping, dusting, gardening, um, cleaning, uh, any you know movement like that contributes to your non-exercise activity. Uh, the second would be like occupational um, activities. So jobs, like my husband is an electrician. He's on his feet all day long, up and down ladders. So his physical mu- movement is a, a lot. So people like also construction workers, nurses, manual labor, waitresses, um, really uh, hairdressers, any real profession that requires a lot of standing, walking, movement, you know, fence builders, all of that kind of stuff. Moms, when we're on our feet all day long, even outside of work, that would be non-exercise activity. Third would be um, transportation. So like walking, cycling, um, using stairs instead of the elevator um, or escalators for uh, commuting. So daily errands, so parking further away at the grocery store, all of these kind of extra things that you're doing in the day. So here's another one. This is probably my favorite because these are the ones that kind of get left out and that's the leisure activities. And these things might be like, you know, you're dancing for fun in the gym room or for, you know, 15 minutes in the, you know, living room with your kiddos, um, you know, playing an instrument, gardening, playing with your kids, uh, you know, recreational activities, uh, you know, even really chopping wood could be a workout if you were doing it consistently. But if you're just outside doing it, you know, chores and things like that, that would kind of fall along along in those lines as well. Um, the fifth one that I have here is posture and standing. So anything that you're doing in life that is non that is not exercise activity is non-exercise activity. So posture and standing. So maintaining upright posture actually burns more calories. It's something that I teach in my core or in our course for my moms who've had babies or C-sections to restoring their core is posture is huge. 
for just everything for the foundation of you, but it also burns more calories when you have proper posture through the day. So that's always a plus. Um, standing, uh, and then, oops, somebody just hit my door. Um, prolonged sitting, uh, can avoiding prolonged sitting can increase your knee. So moving more can increase your knee. So you're expending more energy in that moment. This can be just achieved by standing at your desk instead of sitting at your desk or standing during breaks, walking and talking on the phone for meetings, or if people can get up and walk around outside for lunch or things along those lines can significantly increase the amount of calories you're burning a day through non-exercise activity. And the reason why this is, is because it takes up the majority of your day, your exercise activity that structured exercise only accounts for a small portion of your daily burden because you're only there for 30 minutes to an hour as opposed to what you're doing the whole other 23, 22 hours of the day, right? So this stuff, and this is why I always talk movement and walking and getting up and fidgeting and moving can just really increase that daily burden you're getting. And it could really be that a little extra push people need to lose the fat that they're looking for. Number six here, fidgeting. I'm huge at this. So small movements, talking with your hands, tapping your feet, shaking your leg, um, fidgeting while you're seated, blinking. All of these things are kind of like fidgety things that absolutely is non-exercise activity. Like I said, anything that you're doing that's not structured exercise is non-exercise activity. And that's what consumes the majority of your day. Um, and then the last one for this one here is just everyday movement. So... <laughs> Like I said, anything that you can think of that's not exercise activity is going to be non-exercise activity and creates that burn. The more you move, the more you burn. So basically everyday movement, simple activities around the house, pacing, talking on the phone, um, taking the stairs, uh, stretching, you know, bending over, whatever, whatever it is, is non-exercise activity if it is not structured. So if you cannot say that it has the seven qualifications that we talked about at the beginning to be an effective and legitimate workout, then it most absolutely is considered non-exercise activity. Um, so really in summary, I think that it's just important to understand first off, kind of before I go into that, that non-exercise activity um, throughout the day significantly impacts energy expenditure. So this is very important to understand. You can work out all the time. And then if you sit and do nothing for the rest of the day, your calorie burning is just a lot lower. So even like the absence of structured exercise and physical activity, NEAT will still play a huge role in maintaining energy balance. And it can really vary between individuals based on lifestyle, occupation, and daily habits. But that's why it's very important to be aware of what that daily movement outside of exercise is looking what like as well. Both of them are very important. Um, so kind of to wrap this up, I want to keep this one short. I find that, you know, about 20 minutes is most people's attention span. I know we got busy people on here. So basically just to wrap it up, neat encompasses the energy expenditure during non-exercise activity in daily life, while exercise activity refers to energy expenditure during structured exercise or intentional physical activity. So both Neat and eat, so non-exercise activity and exercise activity, contribute to your total daily energy expenditure of individual and play a role in energy balance and weight management. And of course, those are not the only two things, and this is kind of a different podcast, but I think it's important that it's not just your non-exercise activity and exercise activity 
that contributes to your daily burn. So those are two parts of your functioning metabolism. And then you have your thermic defect of food um, and then your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate, which is what your body burns at rest just to keep its basic functions going. I believe I have a podcast on that too. I cannot remember what episode it is, but that's why today I just basically wanted to come on and clear up. I, I kind of get that a lot like, oh, this is an exercise or people trying to skip out on their exercise because they're doing this and doing that when really the a structured workout there's essential things within it those seven things that i think are really important to capture uh, what a workout is when it's legitimate and effective for the goals that you're trying to meet so i hope this was helpful and i'm so happy if you are all still here i know it's been a while i'm going to try to podcast more and i will catch you on the next episode